are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a Friday morning edition, January 26th edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer and editor at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire sites, and of course, your host here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I did not do one immediately after Wednesday's game. I was at that game. It was really great to be there with, you know, in the building with the fans on Dame's all-star night i thought that that was really special i thought you know the the way the crowd reacted in the post in the pregame intros was really awesome and i was there i've also had i don't know if you've read anything about the Cavs this week but i've had kind of a long week over at lebron wire so uh thank you for being patient with the podcast i i I do appreciate it it has been quite uh the the busy week in the nba and the blazers rebounded and we also have some news about Damian Lillard, which team he's on, and then a look ahead, a little bit of a preview to tonight's game in Dallas against the Mavericks. So we will rewind it, though, to that great night on Wednesday night. I was there with my buddy Mike Weisenberg from NBADraft.net. Uh, great to be in the building to see the crowd receive Dame and cheer Dame on and, and, and show him that love that I think he really wanted. He wanted, he wanted to deserve he, obviously the recognition. He talked about it. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I thought it was really special. And then Dame delivered on those special feelings with a great, great game. Uh, just, just a great performance. The Blazers just came through and, and really destroyed I think in one of their most complete performances the Minnesota Timberwolves and Damian Lillard had 31 points in three quarters the final score was 123-114 the Blazers led pretty much after the first quarter that Minnesota kind of had a good start Andrew Wiggins was was hot to to start the game and then the Blazers kind of shut things down and and exploded offensively led by Dame and CJ as well, but Dame, as I mentioned, had 31 points after three quarters. He finished with 31. He also had six assists. CJ McCollum also had a, a very good game with 28 points and five assists. Evan Turner, efficient, six assists, nine points, a very nice line from him. And then Alfaru Camino with, it, with a, a game where he hits his shots. And then Pat Connaughton, just making the place go wild a little bit of icing on the cake if you will from Connaughton uh he he caught a reverse the first one I think was the coolest catching a reverse alley-oop in transition from CJ McCollum that got the place going nuts and then he had another baseline drive that he turned into a dunk and then by at the end of the night he had one more slam and they just could not stop him dunking. And Pat Connaughton has been a really nice surprise to the Blazers this year. He's one of the big reasons why Mo Harkless has has lost his spot in the rotation. And 
he really delivered on a night when it seemed like everything was clicking for the Blazers in a way that it just has not clicked this year. They have had moments where they've had ugly wins. They've had some, but they haven't really had that good performance at home. And, and which is weird to say about the Blazers, who are typically a really good home team, but they they just finally put the pedal to the metal at home. They made shots in the second half, even though they gave up a lot of points. I thought they made things harder on Wiggins. Wiggins did not have as good of a night uh, after he did in the start, where he like he didn't even miss a shot. Uh, I was I, I, I and, and Portland just they need some of these offensive nights and now it seems like the the offense has started to catch up to the defense a little bit and now there's a little bit more balance. So the Blazers playing a little bit better basketball right now and they needed some offense because as good as the defense was at keeping them in games early on in the season when their offense was struggling, the NBA is an offensive league. You need to be able to score. You need to be able to score points. You need production from everybody. And the Blazers had one of those games where everyone played their role. Everyone, even Nurkic having a bad game, to be honest, didn't really matter in this one. And the Blazers just... It was a complete performance in a way that I haven't seen a lot of this year. Jason Quick compared it to the the Phoenix game at the beginning of the season. And I thought that this one was a little bit better than the Phoenix game because even though the Wolves didn't have Jimmy Butler, the Wolves are at least a competent basketball team even without Jimmy Butler. And the Suns at that point in time were in shambles. They fired their coach a couple days later, Earl Watson. And it, it was just not a good good look, and, and, and they were in disarray. The Wolves just were missing Jimmy Butler, and they had actually come off two really good wins. They beat Toronto, who's a really good team at home and in Minnesota, and then they also beat the Clippers, who have been playing pretty good basketball and have kept themselves in the playoff race, and they still have Blake Griffin, they still have Lou Williams, who a lot of people thought should have been an all-star this year. I don't think he should have been an all-star because that would have taken a spot from Dame. And Lou Williams is having like the, the best three months of his career right now. But beside the point, the Clippers have played well this season, and especially as of late. So the Wolves came in on a little bit of a roll, having played well. And the Blazers just shut that down and, and and get a nice win against a team that's going to be a top four seed in the playoffs probably. And they they showed out in a way that they just had not this year. And I thought it was a really special night to be there for Dame and then also for the team to kind of deliver and almost kind of feed off of those good vibes was really interesting to see. And it'll be interesting to see if they can build on that in this one-game road trip that they have coming up, one of these weird trips that the Blazers have during this stretch where they're playing six of eight games on the road, they have this weird one-game road trip tonight in Dallas, and we will talk about that game in a little bit. But first, just wanted to let you know that if you're looking to sponsor this podcast and are interested in getting men between the ages of 18 and 44, this is the spot for you. You should definitely 
advertised on the Locked On Blazers podcast is listened to by 98% men, 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want 18 and 44 men, this is your spot. Our rates are reasonable. Email me at LockedOnBlazers at gmail.com to find out more. So we're going to look now at the All-Star teams. Damian Lillard, we know, made the All-Star game, but yesterday was the All-Star draft between Stephen Curry and LeBron James that was unfortunately not broadcast. And and even after LeBron said that there was a moment during the draft where both he and Steph just could not stop laughing during the draft, and it would have been great to have that broadcast for all of us to see, but apparently the Players Association, there was enough pushback from the Players Association that they didn't want it. I think maybe some players who thought maybe they would get picked last didn't want to have everyone know they got picked last, which most people think it was LaMarcus Aldridge because it's an all-star game. I love LaMarcus, but his game doesn't really lend itself to the all-star game. Great normal bat. It's a, it probably, between him and Al Horford, I would guess, those are the two guys that it's like, eh, do I really want to play with with either one of these guys in an all-star game? Are they going to do cool stuff? Odds are Al Horford and, and LaMarcus are probably the, the, the two guys that aren't really on the list of do cool stuff. But anyway, Damian Lillard is on Team Stefan with Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors and a bunch of the other Warriors. Dame will be a reserve because he was added to the All-Star game as a reserve. Team Steph is going to be joined by Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Draymond Green, James Harden, Al Horford, Kyle Lowry, Clay Thompson, and Carl Anthony Towns. And then we look over to Team LeBron, which obviously would have been really fun for some speculation and and, and all that stuff. And for another reason, because LaMarcus is on the team. So that would have also been really fun. But Team LeBron is LaMarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal, DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, Victor Oladipo, Kristaps Porzingis, John Wall, and Russell Westbrook, which I'm actually very excited. The fact that Westbrook, after talking spicy about Damian Lillard the other night, talking about players who get talk about getting snubbed until they get into the All-Star game, will now be matched up against Damian Lillard in this All-Star game. So I'm very excited for these, for the, the, the Russ-Dame minutes. Very, very excited for that. I think that'll be good TV. And I'm excited that... And, and also, excuse me, Westbrook, on another note, is that the the league released these lists in alphabetical order, and they didn't broadcast the draft, but Russell Westbrook apparently thought that he got picked last. At least was, this is a theory, I think, that he thought he got picked last. And he came out and just destroyed the Wizards with 46 points and, and just absolutely lost it. And... It's like, well, you know, you could have avoided this by having, but at the same time, who cares? This is Westbrook. Westbrook's going to find a slight no matter what. And uh, I love this idea. I'm very excited to see this happen. It's going to be cool to see moments like Dame and Steph Curry on the court together. Uh, I, I, you know, how how are teams going to guard that if 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 that's what they go with? Uh, I, I'm very very excited for this game. I think it's going to be really fun 
And we're going to find out actually who the coaches are uh, on February 4th, excuse me, after the records have been totaled at that point. We know that Steve Kerr will not be the coach of Team Steph, and we know that Brad Stevens will not be the coach of the All-Star Game. Either it's going to be the best team from each conference, but we won't know who that is. So I guess it'll be Dwayne Casey from the East, because Toronto I don't think is going to get passed by Cleveland anytime soon because they've played crappy. And then I would say probably Mike D'Antoni of the Houston Rockets. So that'll be really interesting. Uh, to see who the coaches are. But Damian Lillard on Team Steph in the NBA All-Star Game. Very exciting stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this is the first year that they've done this All-Star Draft thing. And it's cool to see them mixing the conferences. You have Dame and Giannis together on the court together. That'll that'll maybe be cool. Uh, the, the Lake Oswego boys, Clay Thompson and... Kevin Love did not end up on the same team together, but, uh, well, I I guess they'll get over it. But it'll be fun. I'm excited. It'll be a a really fun basketball thing. Hopefully the guys play harder and play with a little bit more spirit, a little bit more pride than they have in years past where the All-Star game has been unwatchable to the point that last year I just watched Netflix instead of watching the game because I didn't – it's the worst – form of basketball the past couple of years and normally it was at least entertaining but there was like a little bit of trying back then or at least I thought but it's gotten kind of egregious and I'm not the only one who thinks that and there are people that have written about that and that's why the NBA made that change but Damian Lillard on team Stefan facing team LeBron on in the all-star game going to be fun stuff we're going to be right back with a quick quick look at Tonight's game between the Blazers and the Dallas Mavericks. So the Dallas Mavericks are bad. Uh, that is the lead. They're not a good basketball team. They just, they're aging. They don't have enough good young players. Dennis Smith Jr. is an, is a nice ad, but they don't have a whole lot around that. Wesley Matthews it, it, it has actually been pretty solid this year, but... Dirk Nowitzki is is really their key player, and 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 also Harrison Barnes. And Barnes is is really good, but I don't necessarily think a guy that you build an offense around. And and that's what Dallas is doing basically is they're building their offense around Harrison Barnes. And it's just hard to win with Harrison Barnes basically as your best offensive player because as great as Dirk Nowitzki is, and I'm not saying that Harrison Barnes is better than Dirk Nowitzki all time, but what I am saying is that. Dirk Nowitzki is not the same Dirk Nowitzki that he used to be. And, he, you know, he doesn't even do the Dirk shot anymore. There's a great piece by ESPN this week about how guys all over the league do that shot, even though Dirk himself doesn't really do that shot anymore. And Dirk is still provides a lot of spacing. He's a great shooter. He can still score a bunch of points. I think he had 19 in the game against the Blazers the other night. But he just can't play as many minutes. He can't. Uh, do those same things that we used to see him do. And I think that's the biggest reason why Dallas isn't good. It's just Dirk Nowitzki is just not the same player. They've tried to build the team around with a bunch of younger players, but it just hasn't really worked out. And Dennis Smith, I think, is just too young to really make a big impact like that. He's really, really talented, but it's also not a situation like we had here with Damian Lillard where Lillard 
was young, but he also went to school for four years, had a lot of experience, was really mature, and uh, also was playing alongside a, a younger star in LaMarcus Aldridge at the time. But I, I'm really excited to see the the, the return of Salah Mejri against the Blazers, who the Blazers had some beef with after the after the game. If you remember his tussle with Yusuf Nurkic, and then that led to Evan Turner shoving him onto the ground, which apparently led to Mejri saying that he would meet them in the locker room after. So he was talking smack. The Blazers confronted him and, and all this stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how the Blazers rekindle the fire against Salah Mejri. It'll be a battle between him and Nurk probably at some point, but it should be fun to see that game. And also, as I mentioned, I just wanted to shout out something for for y'all today. If you have some time, if you're looking to listen to a podcast either today or this weekend, and this is not a Lockdown Blazers plug, it is it is totally not related to this podcast, but I just think as Blazer fans, you guys should definitely listen to this and go subscribe to the podcast or find the podcast Breakaway by Sports Illustrated. It's hosted by Rob Mahoney, and they're back with season two of the podcast this year, which is a really good podcast about the NBA, and it's kind of done almost in an NPR style, you know, really well produced, really good sound quality interviews. Rob Mahoney is also one of the best basketball minds out there as a writer, and he's taken his talents to the podcasting forum. Breakaway, I think, is the best NBA podcast right now just because of how unique it is in the landscape. And anyway, I think every Blazer fan should listen to the first episode of this new season because it's about Damian, it's about Damian Lillard and how stars can put their – you know, imprint on the team, and it's a really good podcast. It goes, Dame talks about the situations with him and LaMarcus and how he just tried to kind of fit with LaMarcus, and even when LaMarcus left, it wasn't really about Dame. It was about going to San Antonio and, and just his growth and his opportunity, and Dame talked about, you know, how he sets the culture and how they talk about the things that we all talk about that we, you know, that players often say to the media doesn't matter like money and paychecks and, and all these real life factors. But Dame talks about actually talking about that, being upfront, being transparent and, and having conversations in that way. And I think it was a really insightful podcast from Rob Mahoney about dame's leadership dame's outlook and and a really really good insightful listen for any nba fan but also for any blazer fan so uh it was really cool to hear dame uh talk about his approach and all that stuff because i think it's really important and it's really one of the things one of the biggest things if not the biggest thing that makes the blazers who they are so uh go listen to breakaway hosted by rob mahoney on sports illustrated or on any podcast uh, place where you can get the pods, just like where you can get the pods for us on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can get us on Apple Podcasts. You can get us on Google Play. You can get us on Spotify now. We're worldwide. So listen to Locked On Blazers. We're going to have another one coming this weekend after the Dallas game. So keep it locked here on Locked On Blazers. And we will be back with you after Saturday's game. They got a busy, busy week ahead and a busy stretch of games ahead they're gonna have a couple days off after friday but then they're gonna play the clippers in a game that will probably matter in the playoff race so until next time 
keep it locked and take care.